0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. You are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delaney and Dee podcast. This is episode number 211, and I am broadcasting from Breckenridge, Colorado. I am out on the balcony of the condo that we're staying at. Um, It's a little chilly, I'm not going to lie. I might be covered up with a blanket right now here in August. In Colorado, we are going to climb a mountain tomorrow, me and my family, so um, we're out here in Brooklyn Ridge. So I hope that the audio is okay enough to get this information uh, to you. I want to welcome you to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 211. I'm Delane Vaughn. I'm a board certified doctor, family doctor. I am a former emergency room nurse. I'm a veteran healthcare worker and the host of this podcast. This podcast is for women who are not ready to let go of their longevity, their vitality, and their vigor. It's for women who know that life is a gift and they're not ready to start the downward spiral into disease. This podcast is for women who do hard things. They've mastered hard things in many other areas of their life, but they can't seem to master chocolate cake. If this is you, let's talk. That's what we're here for. Today, I'm going to talk about alcohol. I'm going to talk about what alcohol does with their blood sugars. Um, I got this question. So there is a group, if you haven't ever joined the uh, reversing or Delane MD Reversing Diabetes Facebook group, go find it, join it. There is a group and I posed this question to uh, folks in the group. And I this is one of the ones that I was like, gosh, I know a little bit about this, but I don't know a lot about it. So I decided to look up and figure out how alcohol impacts our blood sugar, and that is what I'm going to share with you today. Before we get started, I do want to remind you that if you are medicated for your type 2 diabetes, please be very careful making the dietary changes that I recommend in this podcast. If you have been medicated, you've been medicated for a way you've eaten in the past. If you change the way you're eating, your meds may be too strong and they may make you sick. They may cause your blood sugars to go very low and those low blood sugars can create problems. They can make you sick need to go to the emergency department, need to go and get admitted to the hospital, and even death is a worst case scenario. I need you to hear me that it's very important that if you are on meds for your type two diabetes, that you call your primary provider or the doctor who's given you these meds, you tell them what you're doing, you ask them how do they want you to communicate your blood sugar logs to them so that you can do that in a way that keeps you from getting sick, okay? So um, they will guide you as you come off those meds, But you need to make sure you have a clear line of communication open with them so that you can be safe and not get too low. I also want to mention, rate rate this podcast. If you are finding benefits from this podcast, please rate it on whatever podcast uh, uh, app that you're using. Rate it there. If you're listening on my website or if you're listening to this on YouTube, definitely thumbs up it. Also share it with your friends. That sharing, that rating gets this podcast in front of other people. If you're finding benefits from this podcast, other people will find benefits too. Share it with them so that they can learn that you don't have to be sick for the rest of your life. You don't have to be stuck to the medical system for the rest of your life. You can be naturally healthy. Share this podcast, rate this podcast so people can hear that message. I also want to remind you, follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Delane MD on both places. You can uh, follow... You, again, you can join that Facebook group, uh Delane MD, Reversing Diabetes. And then lastly, if you heard me talk about the uh, webinar that's coming up on exercise and diabetes, it is coming up. I was going to do it this week, and I moved it to next week. My mom ended up having a surgery. She's safe. She's well. She's fine. She's recovering without any glitches. But I, my week was a little crazy, and I had to move it to next week. So it will be August 16th. 10 a.m. Central Time. You can find the registration form at DelaneMD on Instagram, on the link tree that's there, or you can find it um, in the DelaneMD Facebook page also there. You can go to my website and you should be able to access it there as well at DelaneMD.com. So find that, register for that. I'm gonna talk about all the things that exercise does, which is the most amazing. It's such a powerful tool to help you reverse your type two diabetes. So check that out. And lastly, before we dive in, if you're ready to reverse your type 2 diabetes, set up a diabetes reversal assessment call. If you're a woman with type 2 diabetes, you're worried, you're frustrated, you're confused about why you can't seem to fix it, this assessment call is a 45-minute Zoom call where we will talk and we will identify your biggest obstacles and why you haven't been able to overcome them okay so if you're interested in that please set that up if you're interested in hearing more about my program and getting not only the group support that you need to help you reverse your diabetes but also one-on-one support during your time working with me so that you can start reversing your type 2 diabetes if that's what you're interested in we can talk more about that in that uh, uh, reversal assessment call also all right guys let's dive into alcohol My understanding of the way I've understood it and my understanding hasn't necessarily shifted. It's just maybe deepened a little bit. Um, When we drink alcohol, alcohol is a poison. And I know that sounds really dramatic and I get it that it's kind of disappointing because I like wine too. I like um, beer too. I like all of these. I like tequila too. I like all of these things, but when we drink alcohol our body perceives it as a poison and when we drink that poison our body has to stop doing everything that it's doing in order to process and detoxify that poison and what that means is we're no longer managing our other metabolic needs right we're not going to be uh processing glucose so that our cells can use it we stop doing that If we're in a fasted state, if we're fasting and trying to get the benefits of fasting, we're trying to get that autophagy, all of those good things that go along with fasting, our body stops doing that. We stop going through the process of lipolysis, which is the breaking down and the burning of our uh, stored adipose tissue. We stop doing that. Okay, so there are all these things that our bodies stop doing when we have ingested alcohol. Okay, some of these things we are trying to stimulate our body to do ketosis is another great thing ketosis is a very beneficial helpful um biochemical uh situation to be in a biochemical phase to be in very very helpful and your body shuts that down when we consume alcohol and it does it because your body is trying to detoxify it so that's how i've understood alcohol consumption by the human being i wrote about four or five articles I looked at to research this. Um, and basically what happens is one, there are two different phases. If you are fasted, your body manages alcohol. And what happens with our blood sugars and alcohol in a fasted state versus in a fed state is different. Okay. And if you're short-term fasting, say 20, 24 hours versus long-term fasting, like 48 or 72 hours, your body has a very different phase or different response. But basically what happens is that your body blocks the production of glucose. It blocks your liver from doing what's called gluconeogenesis, so making glucose. It stops that when we consume alcohol. There's also an inhibition of or a blockage, like a resistance, an insulin resistance. So it blocks the insulin receptor. So your cells won't bring any uh, blood sugar in as well. Okay. In addition to blocking the production of glucose, this gluconeogenesis, it also blocks other substrates that the body can use to make glucose and fuel ourselves. Okay. There are all sorts of things that happen that actually drive our blood sugars down when we consume alcohol. So I know what you're thinking. Great. More tequila shots, more wine, more alcohol, because then I'll drive my blood sugar down. Hold the phone, hot shot. I get where you're going with this, but that's not going to be effective. Because in the process of detoxifying alcohol, we make a lot of toxic byproducts. Okay. So alcohol is a poison. And we detoxify it into acetaldehyde and acetate, right? And if anybody doesn't know, acetate is actually what we use to pull fingernail polish off of our fingernails, in case you weren't sure what acetate does. Um, We make these byproducts that are also toxins. They're toxic, but they're just not as toxic as the alcohol is. Okay. So what these do excuse me, I apologize. What we, these do is they go through and they cause all sorts, I mean, they create all sorts of things. So they create these things called adducts and adducts are basically things that bind to other things in our body. So proteins, they bind to enzymes, they bind to DNA. These adducts bind to, Uh, these enzymes and deactivate them so they're not working. They bind to proteins and they create aggregates of these proteins so they aren't functioning the way the proteins are or they become damaged. Um, They damage our cells. Some of these um, enzymes that are bound to these adducts will then go and damage our cells. They bind to the DNA and that's where the carcinogenic effects of alcohol actually come into play. So we get these adducts forms. Then we also get these reduct, or I'm sorry, um, reactive oxygen species form. These reactive oxygen species form and they go around the body and they produce all sorts of just they wreak havoc on our body they're reactive they react with all sorts of things that aren't really meant to be reacted with and they create a lot of chaos in our body if you think about antioxidants we always talk about eating you know blueberries are loaded with antioxidants and we talk about eating antioxidants or taking antioxidants antioxidants are meant to bound those reactive oxidative oxidative species or oxygen species they are supposed to settle those down so that they aren't going around and wreaking havoc on our body okay so that's one thing that's created in addition to these adducts that bind to things we also create these reactive oxygen species and then we also change the ratio of two components there's nadh and then there's the reduced version of nad plus okay they're similar but one we reduce the nadh or we reduce the um, NAD plus to the NADH by in this process of detoxifying the alcohol is what happens. That NAD plus is beneficial and it prevents aging processes. The NADH creates aging processes and actually creates us um, aging prematurely. Okay. And there's also... uh Enzymes that occur in our liver that are used to detoxify alcohol that then produce other superoxide anions and other um, radicals that cause tissue damage in our body. And again, the enzyme is trying to keep this toxic alcohol from being in our system, but it ends up detoxifying it into these other multiple other things that are also toxic and damaged tissues. Um, there is another enzyme, catalase. It's thought to have a less prominent role, but sometimes in the fasted state plays a larger role in alcohol metabolism than it did in the, um, in the fed state. So all of these things are happening. There's damage to our liver cells, there's damage to the brain there's changes in the heart and the skeletal muscles there's all sorts of things that are happening from these different products again acetaldehyde is one of them and acetate is the other main product that the alcohol gets converted into and that kind of runs around and wreaks havoc on our body um the effects of alcohol consumption on the blood sugars again this is going to be a process of there's Blocking, uh, like I said, there's this, it blocks that insulin activity in our cells. So we're not able to utilize the glucose the, the way we need to. In fact, I read um, one part of a study that talked about chronic alcohol use in the brain impacts the brain by actually converting the brain from using glucose as its primary source of energy to acetate as its primary source of energy and so of course acetate is not as functional as glucose is especially in the neuronal tissue so that's i mean i'm like oh that makes sense as to why we're pickling our brain when we're drinking alcohol there's also the impact of hypoxia in the liver. So oxygen is used to detoxify. It's part of the pathway that we use these different enzymes that detoxify the alcohol. And that means that we're overusing oxygen in the liver where we're doing this detoxification. When that's happening, that's dropping the oxygen level in the liver to the hepatocytes so it can do the other things that it needs to do and it's not able to do it and it's damaging the cells. Kind of like holding your breath damages your brain or damages um, all sorts of other parts of the body. Like we need oxygen to live literally, like you can't go more than minutes without oxygen or we die, right? Or at least we pass out and start breathing again. So. There were a lot of influence, like factors that influence us. Yes, different humans have different enzymes and different patterns of those enzymes and like amounts of those concentrations of enzymes. And that is a genetically based thing. And some people will manage alcohol better than others because of those different enzymes. That's real. There are also factors that influence alcohol metabolism, gender, your drinking patterns, chronic consumption your age again this fasted or fed state changes it but in general there is all of this damage that's happening from the alcohol so what happens with this damage is we're really promoting inflammation through our body so there's the acute effect of the alcohol lowering our blood sugar, blocking the insulin, creating insulin resistance. Like that's exactly, I mean, like it turns off, it basically turns off the insulin receptor on the cell, which is what's happening with insulin resistance, right? The c- receptors plugging its ear and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't open up the cell the way it's supposed to in the presence of insulin. So that's it's a, a mimicked form of insulin resistance. So it's actually, it's a, it, what they say in the literature is there is glucose intolerance. It worsens our cells tolerance to glucose because we can't bring it inside because we've blocked that cell, that um, insulin receptor. That's happening. But in addition to that, there are these oxidative met- metabolic pathways that are happening that create these reactive oxygen species, these adducts, all of these different inflammatory it turns on inflammatory processes cytokines um, tnf alpha which is a tumor necrosis factor alpha it's a again this inflammatory thing that we see in cancers actually tnf is a big cancer player it turns on all of these super inflammatory processes that create cortisol that lead to you know prolonged cortisol um, exposure is going to lead to insulin resistance long term. So when we're looking at alcohol and we're trying to consider like is this gonna help my blood sugars? Is this gonna or you know hurt my blood sugars? Again, one of the mentions in the Facebook group was like every time I have a couple Michelob Ultras my blood sugar drops. It does. Long-term, it's gonna worsen your insulin resistance though. Um, and certainly, again, you're in, you're consuming a poison. Like there's no other poison that we're like, oh, I think I'm gonna have a glass of cyanide today just to see how things go. You're consuming a poison. Guys, I get it. I love a good glass of alcohol, or a good glass of alcohol. I love a good glass of wine and I love a good beer. I really do. Um, there is probably not an amount that you can believe is healthy Um, It is not going to be improving your blood sugars. And over time, the more you consume, the more you're worsening your insulin resistance is really what I at least have uncovered in the medical literature and my understanding of the medical literature. So I hope that's helpful. That was a pretty direct question that had a pretty direct answer, or at least I tried to find a pretty direct answer. If you have questions about this, if there's anything that comes up, do not hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. I am checking the um, chat and I don't see any questions in the chat. um, But if you watch this on a replay and you do have questions, if you're on YouTube and you're watching it on a replay, put it in the chat. I get notified and I'll answer that. Join the uh, reversing Delane MD Reversing Diabetes Facebook group. I go live in there a couple times a month and do question and answer segments. Join that if you're interested. If you're finding that these um, behavioral things, these dietary things are really the things that are hanging up your reversing of your type 2 diabetes, set up that diabetes reversal assessment call. Set it up 45 minutes. Let's figure out what your um, obstacles are, what's keeping you stuck there, and let's figure out how going forward, like why you haven't been able to change it and how going forward you can change it. I hope this has been helpful. I will be back next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.